you're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. My name's Clive, and who am I on the line with tonight? It's Ricky. Hi, Ricky. How are you this evening? I'm all right. Yourself? I'm good, thanks. Another wee early-ish recording for us, but I'm going to get the apologies and early doors for any potential technical difficulties. We've had quite the weather in Scotland today. Snow has covered the whole of the UK and traffic's at a standstill. People have been told to go home. It's actually called, the storm is called Beast from the East. And I thought that was quite a nice wee thing to bring up on a wrestling show, considering we had the WWE Network Special in Japan a few years ago. You're also expecting Bam Bam Bigelow to make an appearance at some point, but. <laughs> is that what it's going to be called tomorrow? <laughs> Storm, bam, bam, bigelow. Uh, and it's a, a code red alert as well, so you've got that crazy sunset flippy power bomby thing on the go. <laughs> yeah, basically, I mean, don't want to bore you all with uh, details, but the moment we get like an inch of snow, the entire com- country comes to a fucking standstill. Um, Not necessarily Scotland. No, 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 not us up here. But um, this is bad to do. It is, it is, I think. It's the worst it's been since, remember, was it back in 2010? We had that snow that just seemed to linger for like a month. Uh-huh, aye, there were people, there was a couple of nights where there were cars backed up on the, the motorways for mm. a couple of days or something like that. Yep, but that's enough for the weather report, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on. Moving on to the prediction results league that we have going from Elimination Chamber on Sunday. Uh, Right, so there were only five matches on the card, as you are all aware. Ricky went into it with 84, and he got a full five points, so that's you up to 89 points. But what did the the 3P in bracket means next to the Women's and Men's Chamber? I thought that was three points. That's right. I'll need to do some calculations right now. Well, I'm on 92, and you are on 98, Barry is on... You're on 91, because... I'm Sorry, on... 91? Right, hold on. Right, entertain the listeners while I change the scores for a wee second. Um, how are you, listeners? <laughs> no, um I mean, I really don't have much to say at the moment. I don't want to give too many shout-outs at the moment because I know you want to do that, so I'll just sort of ramble on at the moment. It's not really saying too much, and we might want to edit this part out. It's <laughs> all right. And I've already apologised for the technical difficulties, even though this particular segment has nothing to do with the snow at mm. all. I'm nearly done. Well, we're actually hoping maybe next week we're going to be able to get Barry back on if we can, uh, or John Ross. We're hoping one of them will be available tonight. 
but unfortunately we're not, so it's just the two of us tonight. You only make do of that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, right, I've updated the scores. You'll all be glad to know. So you're up at 95 points, Ricky. Thanks. Because the both the chamber matches, you got three points if you got the correct guess. I'm uh, up at 93. 84 plus 9 is 93, obviously. Oh, I'll start this again. One, two, three, four, five. That's right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ninety-one. Ninety-one for Barry, who also got all five right. I got the Bray one wrong. I was quite shocked that Bray didn't win that one, but that could... you also got the the Chamber one wrong as well. Right. I th- stupidly went for a double pin there. That was bad stuff from myself. I'm giving Jr a point because he predicted. Who cares for the Bray versus Matt feud? Uh, so he gets a point for that. Uh, he's up to 70 points now, all in. Mm-hmm. So the scores are, I'm in the lead with 98, you're behind me with 93, Barry with 91 and JR with 70. So we've got the housekeeping out of the way. Let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. And although it was staring us in the face, Roman Reigns won the Elimination Chamber, the men's one. Uh, a lot of people were angry about it online but as uh, Rich shout out to Rich, he said in his most recent column, this was inevitable what were your thoughts on the outcome of that match? I read Rich's column and it was a good read um, inevitable is the right word I know some other people picked other people to win it and we were all sort of wanting wanting the potential hoping for a different result um, you know I'm one of the biggest Roman, Reign, Roman Reigns marks out there even I felt I wouldn't say deflated it was just a case of oh right okay you know like that I was like so I suppose deflated may be the right word it, it was inevitable there was no doubt in my mind whatsoever who was going to win it I was hoping Seth would win it um, but it, it doesn't annoy me as much as it annoys other people just because of how big a fan of Roman I am sure does it make the main event at Mania quite inevitable in itself as well but I think no matter who was going to challenge Brock I had that feel about it anyway um, but for the actual chamber match itself ignoring the winner I, I, I kind of enjoy, I enjoyed it I was at the time I say to you, I was just hoping I wish I'd done more with Elias. Um, it felt like he was just there. Like we didn't really, to me, we didn't do enough with him. Um, I loved his promo. I have to say, yeah, his promo was good, and I also liked the fact that he just closed the uh, the the chamber door back over, and he was like, "No, nope. you could he, like you were just shaking his hands like, no, nope, I'm not coming out." Um, <laughs> so I, the match itself, it was good. I, like I say, I did enjoy the match overall. I thought the pay per view was, it was it was solid enough. Yeah, um, I mean, there wasn't anything that really annoyed me overall. I thought it was good from uh, the top to it, bottom. So, but going back to Roman winner, um, like I said, I'm not entirely fussed about that. Uh, I've been a big big Roman fan for a long time. Um, we could have went in a different direction, of course, but I think. 
like I say, it's too, I don't know if I say, I definitely said it on air, I think, or I definitely said it off air anyway. Vince was basically forced to change his mind when it came to Daniel Bryan. And I just felt that now he's not going to be, he wouldn't have changed his mind. He wanted this, and this is what he wanted for the last year, it's been reported. And he's sticking to his guns. Uh, and don't get me wrong, looking ahead to Mania, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to this match. I, the, the match itself is good. The one that they had at 31 was really good and obviously it was topped off well with Seth coming down with the briefcase. Um, and I wasn't, at the time of watching it, I wasn't annoyed because I just knew, I mean, Meltzer had reported it probably a year ago today or something like that. Roundabouts this time he reported that it was going to be Roman versus Brock at Mania next year. We're talking about now. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like raging or anything like that. I wasn't angry, but I'm just annoyed that he was not. He didn't have any momentum going into the match at all. And I know Rich is talking about he's not been plugged to be fighting Brock on TV. But the other, I mean, Brock, sorry, Braun, Finn, and Seth have all had ridiculous momentum heading in to the chamber match. Seth and Braun especially. And they've just sort of taken a back seat now just so they can have the Roman versus Brock promo, uh, program. I just think that Roman's, he's at, he's at the very most the fourth best babyface on Raw at the moment behind those three guys that I'd mentioned before. I think I can't really disagree in a sense of where you're coming from. But what I will disagree with is a lot of people out there that boo Roman um, think that that's the only reaction he gets people say oh look at that it's all you ever hear are boos and they're piping in cheers etc fine that might be true but you're kind of forgetting it for every person that doesn't like him you've probably got 10 that do like him just because a certain a certain group of fans don't like him doesn't mean everyone doesn't like him and doesn't mean he's not over. Like, I would have went in a different direction if I'm honest. But, less I hate that whole Roman, just a heat magnet, Roman's not over, etc. And it's like, right, well, he may not be over by a certain demographic of the, the fan base, but there's a, a big, massive proportion of the fans that, that do love him. Just because you hear booze doesn't necessarily mean that's coming from everyone in the arena. It may feel like it. Sometimes people with a negative outlook in life or for people who spout negativity just say it louder than people who who are positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't bother me that Roman's going to win the title no. at the expense of some other guys because I think Seth may head to Smackdown but I think also Finn or Seth are going to win the IC title which is going to, I think it'll be Finn and then we will ultimately get Seth versus Roman and then we're going to get Seth versus Dean hopefully at some point as well um, 
and then when Roman, uh, when Samoa Joe comes back, we may get Roman Samoa Joe. So there's, there's plenty of feuds there that I'm really involved to with with Roman. I understand where people are coming from, etc. But the reality is Roman isn't as hated or isn't as booed as much as people like to make out. No. I mean, I'm, but, I'm happy that, for all intents and purposes, that Roman is going to win at Mania. Because for, as well as the reasons that you've mentioned there, that you've got these feuds coming up, you're getting the belt off of Brock Lesnar. And it's long overdue. I'm fed up. I'm done with him. Fed up with um, the part-timer. And I know this is a promo that Roman went on to talk about. He's behind his contract and he only turns up when the money's right and the place is right. And that is true because I'm just I'm sick of him coming in when he wants and basically squashing the competitor that is against him and then disappearing for a couple of months again at a time. We need someone who's going to have that title round his waist every week on Raw, every single episode, defending the title at every single pay-per-view. Not every single pay-per-view, but most of them. Uh, so it's time to basically bring the belt home, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think when Roman said that it doesn't matter which city, it doesn't matter with the arena, it doesn't matter if it's how the size of a crowd. I'll if I'll be there because I said I'll be there. That's what more or less said, and it was like that's awesome, perfect. Like we need to have a champion on Raw every week. We need a full time champ. The part time champ when I initially got it was it was awesome because it was good. Like no, you can't deny that because he destroyed Cena in like that fifteen minute match or whatever it was, and then it just sort of. It, Built from there, um, but I really didn't need to see it a second time around. Um, I suppose Vince's idea would have been to give it to Brock to build him up again for Roman to beat him, etc., in order to hopefully make Roman the number one babyface or the guy or however you want to see it. Um, but it's, it's about time now because it's been a year now, obviously, a year and a few weeks' time that he's won the title. And you could probably count on one hand how many times the title's been defended. And quite, to be honest, I think I think you can. Samoa Joe, the Fatal Four Way, Baron, and, and the then the Triple Threat, and that's it. That's four so, times in the calendar year. It's just not. It's not enough. I expect the title to be defended at least. I would say every single pay per view bar Survivor Series, really. Aye, or, or if there's. Some other sort of gimmick pay per view. I don't the... think there is. I think Survivor Series is probably the only one. I mean, even if there wasn't room for it at the Royal Rumble, that's fine. But you're right; it's got to be there more often than not. So, I, I think, from a storyline point of view, Brock has, despite squashing people when he comes in, he has started to show signs of weakness since the Goldberg carry on. He has been shaken, I think, with that because he struggled with Samoa Joe. Braun match, don't really think he struggled there. Um, AJ Styles really took it to him as well at Survivor Series match, and again with the Fatal Four Way and the Triple Threat, it was new. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Equalised, relatively convincingly throughout. So there is there are signs of weakness that are shown. So I think him sort of showing weakness, coupled with his sort of businessman attitude rather than a wrestling bloodline attitude from a, I think what they're doing with this promo, there are rumours that Brock did actually no-show 
for real, which was a shoot. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the whole thing was all staged with even with him going well, to Vegas. Well, from what I read, reports where the the script had to be had to be wrote again later on that afternoon because Brock wasn't going to turn up. Now this might be like kayfabe or whatever that they might have just put that out and told Brock like, "Don't bother coming. We're going to go this way angle tonight." Or maybe it was legit. He just didn't say they couldn't make it or whatever. We don't know. Um, but people talking about how Roman's promo was like a worked shoot, and of course it was. Like even going back to the whole Cena Reigns program, that they were all worked shoots. Like yeah, go out and see what you want, but maybe mention this, this, and that, and then just word it how you want and get there how you want, etc. So. And all Roman done was just say what everyone's been saying, what everyone's been saying on Twitter, on whatever Facebook, uh, how we all feel. And people are, I've saw tweets and stuff on Twitter and Facebook, and people was turning around saying that, oh look, they're even now tapping into that to try and get Roman over. Look, so? you just legit can't win. Like you've got people out there who have just a genuine hatred for Roman, and no matter what he does, they're just going to hate on him. Even all the guys just cut the best promo of the year so far. I know it's only the end of February. What an unbelievable promo that at one point when I text you on Monday, I was like, I thought Roman for a second forgot his lines, but it was almost like he was fighting with himself, like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And he was like, no, screw this, I'm going to say it. Looking back on it, I was like, that's excellent. Um, And then just comes out and says stuff, and and you just felt probably for the first time it was not forced. It didn't look as if it was painful for him to do. It didn't. It just looked natural. Mm-hmm. Just some of the stuff he was saying. It was like this. This was excellent. And maybe this is a route we're going to go down now. And it'll be interesting to see how he continues doing. But to continue his, his mic work. If the Cena wants to go out and to go by, like people can say what you want about it. But each week, like you'd see, he was starting to get a little bit more comfortable. Started saying a little more. more. Not saying he was able to hang with Cena on the mic or anything like that, but. You just, I think you saw some gradual improvement just for the first time in a long time. I just felt, or ever, you just felt like that. Look, bullet points, just go out and speak your mind. Uh huh. And see, and you the... sort of got that, like, right, there we go. That's what you're looking for. And, and we got it. But that's it. You're always going to get naysayers. You're always going to get people who have been negative towards it and just won't accept something that's. Uh-huh. That was good that Roman does, and that's unfortunate. See those naysayers that are moaning because, oh, they're using the mindset of the the wrestling fandom. That what we've been mm-hmm. thinking, they're using that now. Good, good. They're tapping into the fans' mindset and giving us what we want a wee bit. Fair enough, it's Roman. Well, it's like what? What the hell are you moaning for? You're getting, you're they're agreeing with you for a change. Exactly, and, and you're calling out are probably the biggest name on the roster. I and I think when I, to me, if it was Braun that said or Seth that said that, people would be like, you know, they would they would be hard, they they'd be getting hard on that, and because it's Roman, are just not reacting to it whatsoever. And and to be honest, the only thing I could say to anyone that's got anything negative to say about that promo would be like, oh, well, it was worked, etc. Of course, everything's a work. It, it, was a, it was a worked shoot. We know that, like. But at least he's saying, they're saying, like you said, they're tapping into the fans' mind and they're saying what we're all thinking. 
and if you've got an issue with it then fuck y'all <laughs> I wanted to say y'all because you said it and I didn't know if we can say it so there we go and I'm sure um, Jeremy and Rich will pop for that as well <laughs> how y'all doing tonight <laughs> we can't say it <laughs> but I thought like you say it's a good start to that feud that programme um, good promo for Roman looking forward to it um, I th- I'm more accepting more accepting of Roman winning it than most folk I think just because how big of a Roman fan I am Aye. I'm th- I'm fine with it I'm on board with it for the reasons we've mentioned but there's you know reports and I know Meltzer we can't like I say we can't ever we can't treat Meltzer like um let's say gospel whatever he says we can't we can't we, we can't believe everything he says because he's obviously been wrong in the past but he he made reference to the fact that they're still unsure about Roman's status because of this whole steroid scandal that's happening uh-huh. and that's why we don't know what's happening with Braun and that's why they're holding off any sort of plans with Braun because initially we thought it was going to be the IC title picture but that doesn't look like it's happening. So right now, what Melser was saying was they're holding off on Braun because they might need to add Braun to the title mix if the Roman thing gets worse. Well, I'm not sure what your thoughts on that. It's only Wednesday, but this guy, I don't know the name off the top of my head, but he said, yep, I'll be giving out proof next week. Right? Where is the proof? And why are you waiting? Why are you waiting to hold off on this proof? And apparently there are up to 20 other wrestlers who've been using this guy for steroids mm-hmm. sorry pal don't believe it I, like I've always I've always said like why would I take the word of a convicted drug dealer over a guy who's come across a genuinely decent person so I told you there's some sort of hard evidence it's just going to be everything they says it's just going to be met with a pinch of salt for me like I'll read it and then I'll just laugh and be like, that's just utter BS. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, for me, it is going to come out as nonsense, but obviously they're playing it safe and that's why they're not doing anything with Braun at the moment. Right. Like, so it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with Braun, especially what took place on Sunday. Well, I've got issues with what happened on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Braun was dominant. On Sunday, he looked amazing. He was kicking out of every finisher you could think of. He kicked out of a nephew after one, which I thought was excellent. That was a nice. That was a nephew to Cena, uh, which was a good crowd pleaser. But this, they've now got this obsession with making Braun look strong, regardless of the situation he's in. And for me, it doesn't make him look strong at all, because it makes him look dumb. It makes him look stupid, and they've done it time and time again. So, what was it that happened at the chamber there? So Finn goes for the coup de gras on someone I can't remember exactly who, and he goes for the pin. Right, all Braun had to do was wait for Finn to pin the person that he'd just coup de grad, and then pick Finn up, do his power slam, and pin Finn, and that's two out in one go. But no, he had to pick Finn up before he was doing the pin at the Royal Rumble. He power slammed again. I can't remember if it was Brock or Kane, but one of the other people was out the ring. 
Braun power slammed him and did the power slam again instead of going for the pin. So like, right. Again, I know the Survivor Series, it wasn't much of a him looking daft with the whole thing with Triple H at the end of it, but he was on the losing side in terms of sort of morals and stuff. And then it's a SummerSlam. No, it wasn't SummerSlam. It was No Mercy with him and Brock. Right, you can argue that there wasn't, he didn't exactly look weak, but Braun's going into a match where he's he's got one objective and that's just to crush whereas Brock's got an MMA background and knows the Kimura lock and stuff like that he should have known that and also Fastlane last year he was stupid enough to jump up to the top rope and try a body splash off the top rope to Roman that's not making him look strong at all that's making him look like an idiot a moron and uh, I've just I'm getting a wee bit fed up with their obsession with having wrestlers look strong in defeat Nia Jax as well at the weekend fair play that was I've been very hot and cold with Nia Jax in her whole NXT and main roster career so far and she did look good she looked strong during the match they didn't need her to wipe out Asuka afterwards it's just I think that's why there's all this nobody can rise to the top and grab the brass ring because they're all booked equally so if someone loses Right, that's fine, we'll just have them kill someone after the match so they still look strong. Do they need to do that, really? What do you think? Like, so Roman just ignores the fact that Braun gave him, like, the um, power slam after the match. But from a storyline aspect, Roman just completely ignored that. I don't really have an issue. I saw people talking about how it took just one spear or whatever, it was a spear and all of a sudden Braun oh. that's Braun beat. I didn't have an issue with that because the guy literally took everybody's finisher. Oh, I know. Inco- including the, the shield or powerbomb. Exactly. So, so I that's... don't have I don't have an issue with that. Um I I wouldn't have had had an issue if Braun put out all the other guys that came down to him and Roman and then he eliminated Roman as well Braun looked strong as fuck that he's put everybody out but at that point when that happened my initial instinct was damn they've just made Braun look strong just for Roman to get the pin Uh over Braun (sighs) there comes a time where you either need to coronate the guy or everyone just loses interest right and no, we're not losing interest at the moment whatsoever because everybody still loves him. But you better give him some... I, I, I can't say a big-time push because he's been involved in a lot of big-time feuds and programmes, but you need to give him something massive and quite soon before people really start to get turned off because ultimately you're not going to do anything with him. Um, like so many people in the past, you saw it with Rusev, you saw it with Bray... Um, to a certain extent for a while you saw it with Seth as well to a certain extent as well you saw it with Finn even though those two guys have still been popular but perhaps not as popular as they should be because ultimately you're booking them terribly and you're not really doing anything with them Um, not a fan of not a fan I was a fan of how Braun was just destroying everyone in any way kicked out of that um, shield powerbomb that he kicked out and everyone went uh, flying out the ring <laughs> hey, that was funny um, but you need to crown that at some point at some point very very soon they're running I, out of time with it 
they are. And um, what I don't like is what well, just because he because he power, uh, power slammed um, Roman after the match, I'm supposed to now be like, oh, excellent. There's the real winner. Like, do you think my memory's that bad? Like, no, I'm sorry. You lost. Roman won the match. I don't care what you do after the match. Roman won the match. He's going to WrestleMania. You lost. So, I don't, I don't, I didn't need to see that. Um, like I say, it was just, but I understand us thinking of putting, having Braun put all of those other guys out and then Roman beating them because the way they're looking at us, it's twofold. It's, we've looked, look at, look how much destruction Braun caused and then look at that as Roman Reigns it, that put Braun out. Um, I just didn't need to see it because I didn't like, I didn't like that. Because to me, again, it comes back to that inevitable feeling. Um, well, I said, I'm a whole different story if Braun actually went on and won it. But, but like I say, I've said it so many times, there comes a time where you need to give him a title. You have to coronate this run. You have to coronate the guy. The run he's been on has been epic. You've had two chances to do it. You've not done it. Braun is literally tearing arenas apart he's demolishing the furniture within stadiums but he can't pin someone in the ring 1-2-3 when the title's on the line I think he's going to win the title at some point from Roman well they might, it might be too late I think that's going to be at SummerSlam I just think that they should have pulled the trigger a long time ago at no mercy I think he beats Roman at SummerSlam and then I think he drops the title round at Royal Rumble time next year. Braun. Mm. Aye. It's just drops it to who? Not entirely sure. Maybe Cena. Oh. Fuck, maybe Big Big Cass. <laughs> big Cass, oh my god. Um, there is nothing for Big Cass. Nothing there on that roster. On either roster. I know. Um, but it's just... Another missed opportunity. Another missed opportunity with that guy. I mean, you never know, he might get added to the triple threat match. I, I don't see it. I really don't see it unless something dramatic and catastrophic happens with Roman. I just don't see it because to me it's coming down to one-on-one Roman Brock because someone has to pin Brock to get that rub. Aye. In, in the triple threat, it has to be then be Brock that gets pinned. You cannot let Brock leave without getting pinned. Someone has to get that rub. Uh huh. I'm just, I'm just annoyed with the. They're, they're going to miss out on Braun big time if they don't do it soon, and keeping him strong all the time is not going to work. As I say, if it's not going to come to anything, I'm just trying to rack my brain for other mate, other instances of someone looking strong. I was thinking about Shayna Baszler with her takeover debut against Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. And okay, she attacked Ember Moon after the match, but I thought Serena Baszler looked really strong because she was basically ripping Ember Moon's arm out of the socket the whole match. And Ember got a cheeky, very tight roll-up to secure the victory. And I thought that was a really good finish because Ember Moon escaped the clutches of death, like of amputation, basically. But Serena still, she was just... She was just um, beaten at the last post and she still looked strong, but then they still had to go after the match and do the whole, and that, I'm not finished with you yet. It's just, I don't think it's working. And um, 
maybe I'm just nitpicking, but Braun especially, they keep making him look strong, and I just don't think it's going to work. Like the Shayna Baszler thing, I think what you can maybe compare that to, right, would be, for instance, the Fatal 4 based SummerSlam. You weren't going to put the title on Braun there. It was more so, can you continue hanging? Can you continue staying over? How are you going to, how's the face off with Brock going to be received, etc.? And then the time after that is the opportunity to do it. Not, maybe not straight away, but you just sort of want to get a reaction and see how he's received, etc. And then immediately after that, you do it. And to me, he should have beat Brock, um, whatever pay-per-view that was at. I can't remember. It was the same one with Roman and Cena. I can't remember. Was it? Uh, no mercy. Was it no mercy? I was going to say Judgment Day for a second there. Um, so, like I say, the, the ship hasn't sailed as yet. It's sailing, though. But the sails are up. Oh, definitely, because I've said it before, he obviously has that one specific way of the way he wrestles his matches, obviously because of the size of him, etc. It may people may start losing interest in that. And in order to continue his progress, in order to keep the fans invested, you, I think you need to give him a big time win in a feud and a, and a title. Yeah. Whether, whether that's going to be the universal IC, obviously you can't give everyone of them all, but you need to do something with him and I think no matter what they do here at Mania I think post Mania they have to now position him um, to towards SummerSlam because I can see Roman hold it that long I think you need to now position Braun and start to move him even if it's possible to move him further up the ladder but start to position him to be facing Roman at SummerSlam so you then have him involved in several high Big time feuds, ultimately leading to the showdown with Roman. Uh huh. See, I thought a couple of weeks ago, I thought they were going to go with Braun versus, eh, sorry, Braun and Ronda Rousey versus McMahon Helmsley era. But after what we've seen on Sunday at the Chamber and Monday night as well, it's beginning to look a lot like Kurt Angle will be teaming with Ronda Rousey. And quick point, sort of related to that. Then, what was the point of a Survivor Series finish then? Like, where's the closure on that? Like, he attacked Triple H the next night on Raw, came down and confronted him again, and nothing happened. Like, after this, we all thought it could ultimately lead to that, but obviously now they're going with a cut, we're probably going with cut. Who who attacked Triple H? Uh, Braun? But I came down the next night and you know, had that confrontation again on Raw. Never attacked him or anything, but. Braun will be the, the referee in that match. It's, but like I say, if they don't put him in a title picture, where are they, where's he going? In the fatal four way for IC title for him to lose that again? For then to then start power slamming everyone after the match and raise his arms and <laughs> we forget who wins the match, but Aye. it's 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 a big I think it's a really, really big few months for him. It is. He was having a big few months this time last year and then it all went shit when he was in the Andre Memorial. I know, but then when that's true, actually. That was... Oh, that sickens me, actually. Anyway, how how did you feel that the Ronda versus Authority angle went both on Sunday and Monday night? Um, 
Obviously, Rhonda started she was, off a wee bit shaky. She was nervous. I don't know. She was nervous. She was nervous at the rumble. Were there uh, been, were there microphone problems though? On uh, Sunday at the chamber. I'm not sure. I'd never. I've not had the chance to watch it like properly on the TV or anything. I watch it on my on my phone with my headphones in as well. Um, so I've not actually hooked up the PS4 to watch it again. Um, I'm not sure, but to me, she looked. She was nervous oh, both for the rumble and there. Which, to be honest, it's it was always her dream. She says to come to WWE, and she's always been a fan of WWE. So you can understand why she's nervous. I think as the sort of segment went on, you could sort of see she was starting to get a little bit more comfortable. Um, the putting Triple H through the table was excellent. <laughs> Cut Angle's role in it as well was it was funny as well. See, I th- actually before he started speaking, I think he added to the awkwardness of that segment because I was thinking he's had some bad news today. <laughs> <laughs> something's happened in his personal life and he just and, can't and he, be there that's it. he played it quite well as well and then it, what to me what sums her up and people are like, well, we're now going to find out about her character and stuff there was a moment in that segment at, um, at Elimination Chamber where Stephanie slapped her and then Rhonda like moved her hair out of the way and she just had that that scowl on her face, that, that was her face that she always had when she was having like face-offs and MMA and stuff like that. Yes. And it's like, right. That's the Ronda I want to see. That's your character right there. Not the one just, who's pointing at signs. No, just portray her as a badass that she was in MMA and just translate that over to the WWE. See how she goes through the next few ones in terms of mic work. If you don't really see it getting better, I would then maybe try and put her with Paul Heyman and replicate that whole Heyman-Lesnar thing with Heyman and Ronda Rousey. Uh, the segment on Monday uh, pretty much just confirms what we're going to get at Mania. Uh, Triple H getting a cheap shot on cut. Um, so I'm like, I like I am excited. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see her because I've always, I, I sent that clip on Twitter and I retweeted it and I sent it in our group. And people say that that's a few years old, that clip. And if that's a few years old and she was doing that, like, I'm really interested to see what she's going to be like now. <clears throat> um, I think I saw people having negative um, remarks again on Twitter about why would you bring her into this feud that no one no one cares about. And, and, and that is an interesting point, but it's it's not a valid point. It's not a good point. It's like what else would you have her come in and do immediately? So for me, the whole authority angle, I understand that you say it's like the fifth or sixth straight year or whatever we've had some sort of angle like that. And I also tweeted in the same thread that it's an angle that just about anyone with a job can somewhat relate to. I know they can relate so to it's, that it's, angle. It's easy, it's easy to pull some people into it. And I think, it's, well, I think as much as you want to say about it, people hate Stephanie. Whether they hate her for her character, whether they hate her because she wants to steal the limelight, whatever, people just don't like her. And for the first time, and Carl um, from SME's podcast tweeted out, for the first time, I can't remember since when. Since probably Seth last year when she got put through the table, or even when Vicky Guerrero put her in the mud bath. She she's going get... to get her comeuppance. <laughs> she's, I. And she is, and that's, I suppose. That's what you sort of look forward to. Um, 
other than that, like you can't have Ronda getting straight into a one-on-one feud in a high-profile match. At least in this tag match, you can somewhat hide her. But the problem is, one person in that oh, sorry, one person in that match we know can wrestle. Ways just can still put on good matches, and two people in that match. One person we know can't wrestle. One person in that match we don't know if they can wrestle in Ronda, and one person in that match looks like one more bump could kill him. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure what we're going to get. Especially if he's got double pneumonia. I didn't know you could get <laughs> pneumonia twice over. What kind, what kind of employer allows their employee to come in with double pneumonia and work? <laughs> What but, a random ailment to have, I know, double pneumonia. I know. But for me, it's it's a, it's a cheap, easy storyline that people can relate to. And to me, like, what other storyline would you have her come into? You're not going to have her come in and, char- and challenge Nia Jax or Charlotte or Asuka or Alexa Bliss or Sasha Bailey or whatever. This way you can ease her in, but you're still getting a big-time spotlight on her and you can somewhat hide her in a tag match and let her improve. Because the last thing you want to be doing is bringing her in, putting her in with Charlotte or Asuka or someone, and ultimately just sort of expose her. See, the risk they run, though, is, as I've said, this is the fifth going to be the fifth year in a row you had, let me think, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. Sting, mm-hmm. So I suppose, in a way. Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Now, personal opinion... Only two of them were a standout success because Sting lost and Roman Reigns won when not many people wanted them to win. That's fifty percent success rate, right? So I know, but I enjoyed that Roman match though. I know it gets a lot of stick. I'm not sure why. I quite enjoyed the match on the night. It was just a crowd chat all over it. Um, Self-entitled bastards. <laughs> Self-entitled piece of crap. Uh, Roman sold his. A wrist injury like a champ that night, so he did. Watch it back, guys. Really good. <laughs> uh, but arguably 50% success rate. Is it going to work with Ronda? Is it just, a, a, as you say, a cheap and easy way to get people rooting for Ronda and so they can sort of look look past her flaws? I think maybe, but I also think it's just more so there will be a bit more spotlight on her in that match than there will be if she was in another one-on-one match, just purely because of who's in the match. Um, so I don't expect the match itself to be any great. It's going to be all about showcasing Ronda. Shenanigans? I don't know if shenanigans. I, could, I, see, I can see a scenario where it's vastly most of the time it's going to be triple H and uh, cut. And then ultimately, I think the finish will be that Ronda makes Stephanie tap. Uh-huh. And like I say, at least in that story, you finally get someone in Stephanie who gets a comeuppance. Um, you expose Ronda, like in a good way to the wide in a good way. You bring more eyes on the product in WrestleMania. So I suppose the only argument someone could have, other than what storyline would you bring her into, is have they brought her in? Have they brought her in at the right time? And they brought her in for the biggest show of the year, knowing that she's going to pull in, I don't want to say millions of extra viewers, but she's going to pull in a fair amount of people just because of who she is, and people are going to want to watch it. Well, um, 
I can't remember the exact figures, right? But shout out to Dylan James on the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. He's actually been doing a wee bit of research on the YouTube hits for the Ronda Rousey segments. Can't remember if it was on Raw or not, which ones. But um, Roman Reigns' promo and Cena's promo both did better than Ronda Rousey's hits on YouTube. What would you, what do you think about that? Am I, am I reading too much into it? <coughs> sorry, I was just coughing. There. Can you say that again? Sorry, I can. Just saying, Dylan James from the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group has been putting stuff on the group saying that YouTube hits aren't as high for Ronda Rousey, her segments, than um, Roman Reigns and John Cena. Am I read, are we reading too much into it? Maybe, just in a sense, she's only been there for like a day. So maybe news hasn't fully gotten out, but give it a few more weeks of building up, etc. And people say, oh, wait, she's, she has signed with them. Because, uh, or you give it maybe another week and then compare it. But she will bring extra eyes to the product. That's That's inevitable because of who she is. Or maybe it's just because the Roman promo was that damn good. <laughs> you Back love his Roman promos. I love, I love Roman. Um, so, overall, as, like you say, how do I feel about the Ronda and the Authority? Um, to me, it kind of, it makes sense just in the fact that Stephanie's going to get a comeuppance. Ronda's not going to be overly exposed. She's going to have just the right amount of exposure and no disrespect to anyone else any of the women on that roster she's in a higher profile match just now than she would have been with someone else just because it's Kurt Angle, Triple H and Stephanie Aye. so maybe not so much it's not going to be a higher quality match it's going to be more exposure just because of who these people are oh, and it's going to be the whole from a kayfabe sort of thing look at that Ronda Rousey comes in and immediately starts feuding with the authority or Ronda Rousey comes in and starts immediately putting her boss etc through a table so so I think if we can get past this then we'll start to get an idea what her, what they're going to, what her character is going to be like and how good she is etc 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 and then you can start to expose her more you just can't expose her in a one on one straight away Aye. Then that we'll would see be what, suicidal what she can do with the women ones as well You've mm-hmm. got a visitor in the room. I because we'll see what happens with her and moving on to the sort of women's division thing. With that in mind, how did you think the first ever women's chamber match went on Sunday? I quite enjoyed it actually. I did as well. I did as well. Um, I think what you're looking for in these types of matches is obviously first and foremost a, a good match. And then you want some storylines to come out from it as well. And obviously we got the Sasha Bailey one. Obviously that's been building for a while, but it's been exacerbated. And then obviously what took place on Raw as well. Um, the match itself I thought was good. Uh, Alexa Bliss again trying to hold uh, the door closed so she couldn't so he couldn't come in and get her. And then she snuck out the back and tried to climb away. was excellent as well. Uh, Sasha attacking Bailey was excellent couple of real good spots as well. Um, 
Mickey coming off the top, uh, top of the top of the pod. Overall, uh, it was a it was a really really good match. Um, was it better than the guys? In some ways, it was. In some ways, it wasn't. Overall, a right good solid match. Yeah. Um, did the right person win? I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Um, so. I would have rather I would have liked to have seen Sasha win probably screwing Bailey over in the process or whatever and then you could have went with them to Mania for the title but I think that programme itself the way they're building it and just the way I'm starting to get the way I'm starting to feel about it I don't need a title in that feud to care about it um, so yeah overall uh, it was a it was a, it was a it was a good match it was I, I did actually, there were a few things that I enjoyed about it more than the men's chamber. I thought the the way the the order of the women introduced into the pod was interesting and also the mm-hmm. order of how they were eliminated was interesting as well. So you had mm-hmm. the, Sasha was dealing with Mandy Rose at first, is that right? No, it was, no. So, Mandy, Rose was a, yeah, Mandy Rose was the first one out of the pods. Aye, uh, so... But you had basically Absolution teaming up at the start, um, having an alliance early. No, it was Bailey. Bailey was in with Sonia, and then Mandy Rose came out, and then it was Sasha. Right, right. Aye, I remember now, aye. But I, I, I enjoyed the alliance that they had at the start, and then when Sasha came out, they had their story when they were teaming together, her and Bailey. And then Mickey came in, did her thing, they all helped get rid of Absolution. And I thought it was a nice wee curveball because the story leading up to the chamber was Alexa was looking for Mickey's back throughout, looking for her backing, and Mickey wasn't even in the match when it came to Alexa coming into the match. I thought that was quite interesting. I didn't see that one coming at all. And basically Becky and... Becky? Becky? Jesus. Bailey and Sasha were the ones that were dealing with Alexa at the end of it, and then... Sasha had enough of Bailey and turned on her a wee bit. Still not a full heel turn there for me. The teasing is a bit too much. I'd rather they would just get it over and done with. But I think from the sort of elimination side of things, the story that was told there, I quite enjoyed that. I think they also used the elimination chamber itself as a weapon more than the guys did, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. Um, Alexa, for a change, showed a bit of a fierce side when Sasha was trapped in the, the walls as well. But Ah, I don't really I've not got a lot of time for Alexa she's alright but that's all she is she's not a standout for me no she hasn't she hasn't in the fact that now we're most likely going to get Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax doesn't do much for me Um, like she, she the promo she cut at the end of it was good because it was like oh she's just going full on baby here and then twisted it. I bet you Rich was absolutely fuming when the crowd started chanting, you deserve it. <laughs> like, the crowd fucking chanting it all the time, like, somebody's been in the business and won about 40 titles and they'll still do it. Fuck you all. Um, aye, like, <laughs> the match was good. It was good. Um, like I said, I could do with Alexa losing a title, and I know she probably will. She's going to lose it, lose it to Nia Jax, which I'm not exactly too excited about. 
I am but, actually. I'd rather that Nia Jax had it someone a bit more dominating than Alexa. I'd rather someone gets it and they defend it and I don't I've just never really took to Alexa. I haven't. She had, um, she hardly wrestled on NXT as well. She was more of a valet for ha- half the time she was on it. It's I just take the title off her now. I get it off. She's had it, she's had it for a long time. She's I been see. in the title pictures like on both SmackDown and Raw Since for she... what like eighteen odd months or so straight. That's ridiculous. Like straight. If she wasn't a champ, she was either she was chasing it, and then when they were doing all that flip flop with her and Sasha, one week someone would have a title, and the other week someone else would win it. But. I said I would have rather someone else win the title there at Chamber, but I'm just also glad at least you've left the Chamber and you've got two potential matches. We know one of them is going to be really good in Sasha and Bailey. And we'll just see if they actually do go Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax because... And then the next... Like, Asuka's not actually made her decision yet either. See, they seem to have just papered over that. They seem to have not mentioned it at all. And I'm not sure I'm happy with that. They need to do something about it very soon. Unless they're waiting for after Fastlane. Aye, maybe Charlotte comes out. But what I don't get is that obviously she had the the, the thing on Monday with Alexa. Mm-hmm. So how are you then going to transition from that over to her challenging for Charlotte without having Alexa turn around look at that you ran away scared uh, I don't think Asuka cares if anyone thinks believes that she's scared I know scared. but I just I wish I'd addressed it by now or maybe maybe who knows maybe it is going to be Alexa Bliss and Asuka Oof. that'll be a squash match hopefully then uh, you would like to think so and then eventually you might get Asuka and Sasha Banks or Asuka and Bailey. Um, I personally, the way I would probably book it would be that Ronda Rousey is the one that, break, that breaks the streak, depending on how she's doing. Ah, well, wait a while, wait a few months for that, surely, please. No, no, I'm, I, I would like have a long, long, long reign for Asuka though. Right, but I think, I think it might be Sasha breaks the feud, uh, breaks the streak, and I'd be happy with that as well. I like, I really like her, along with Charlotte, without a doubt, the two of the best. What if, wrestlers in that company? What if Charlotte wins at Fastlane and Asuka comes down during Fastlane after the match and says, "Right, I'm coming for you." Uh, I said for a long time. I said even before. Remember when before Bailey beat <coughs> Bailey beat um, Charlotte for the title last year and then she lost it at the pay-per-view she lost the pay-per-view streak I would have maintained that streak and I would have ultimately have done streak versus streak in a way with uh-huh. Charlotte and Asuka I know that would have been a long time to drag it out but you could have done it I would be happy because I, I've said for so long I think that would be such a, an amazing match but at the same time I've just not been satisfied with Charlotte's reign and I don't want it to be over because I think if you just turn her heel soon enough and just have her feud with a couple of people on SmackDown, we'll get to see just how great she was, and she is, and just, like I said, I just feel it's been a wasted few months. 
Aye. Did you see that uh, SmackDown actually had a singles women match? I did. They probably had more, but I've not been paying attention just because Brian James is is a double agent for TNA. No, they literally like been that. having fucking six six weight man six way matches and tag team matches with the same women over and over again. Uh, it's been constant. So it's good that they actually had a singles match, but there's just nothing at all on the women's side of things in SmackDown that's getting me excited. Just SmackDown in general. And now you've got Cena, who's just barged in and says, oh, by the way, I'm wanting a title shot. Can I get it, please? And Shane's like, yes, no problem, John. Here you go. Uh, if you just go over the champ clean and you're, and you're in. Oh, what the fuck? Oh. Why Why haven't beat AJ? The champ as well. AJ loses clean all the time in SmackDown, though. I know. It's just... What? Right, I didn't, why? I've not watched why? it. I basically can't bring myself to watch SmackDown at the moment. But see, Cena was saying, right, I want to be in the, the WWE title scene coming into the Mania. Yeah. And Shane McMahon basically, basically all but invited Cena into the title picture. Was he yep. being sarcastic when he said that? Did you see it? Did, what was his tone? Was he being genuine or was he just having a laugh? No, because then Daniel Bryan came down and he was like, you're going to get a title picture but you need to beat someone to get into it. So, it's just fucking nonsense. Why on earth is he in the match? What, for what reason would he be in the match? It's really bad. I really don't like it. I don't see him winning Imagine this. he wins it. <laughs> Jesus. Well, like, Cena Nakamura is a big, big, big time match, but I don't want to see that. Well, there was rumours circulating before SmackDown that it was going to be Cena versus Nakamura at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the uproar if Cena won that match? What, what, what has he done to want the title shot? He's walked about paranoid, looking lost, like a dementia patient, saying, oh, I'm going to, for the first time, he said at the gauntlet match, the after-elimination promo from the gauntlet, this is my first time in 15 years that I don't have a road to WrestleMania. Eh, sorry, pal, but you were injured a couple of years ago. So, first of all, get your facts right. Second of all, you need to... Fuck off! <laughs> right, he cuts good promos. I'm done with him. Get him off my screen. I has and ring work has been really, really strange recently as well. I told you, but ba- I think Barry called it out pro- a few weeks ago. There's something wrong with him just now. <laughs> the the promo caught on raw as well. They pack a punch, it, right? Fair enough. It was good. See when he turned round, I watched it. I was watching it, and then when he said, "I challenge you, I'll take a like," everybody erupted, and you're like. Where are they going with this? Because now there's rumours out there now apparently he's going to have a match with Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. And that just seems random as hell. I <laughs> know. What, is this 2002 like, all over again? Uh, and it's like, maybe, right, fine. If that is the case, then they're just clearly trolling. They're just trying to wind people up with the whole Undertaker thing. But that got a serious, serious, serious pop when he said that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, like I say, it just goes back to the whole question do people want to see it or not? But... <laughs> Why is he in the title picture at SmackDown? Because it's a land of opportunity, brother, brother. Oh, right, is it? Okay. 
fucking I don't understand it I feel sorry for some of the people on that roster you know that help help me to understand it please uh, no not me you won't get any help from me defending Cena's actions at the moment he has descended into paranoia and a bit of madness I just I don't understand it it's like I didn't win the title I didn't win the chamber at Raw so I'm just going to go over to Smackdown now because I'm a quote unquote free agent and I'm just going to now be in the title picture there I just don't get it. He's not going to win the match, but I told, why the fuck is he in it? I don't understand people might say, well, it's John Cena, he enhances any type of match, right? That's fine, whatever. But why the fuck is he in the match? From a storyline point of view, how on earth can someone just come and say, I want to be in that title match? Oh, well, there you go. It actually, yet again, devalues SmackDown because on Raw, not just Raw, he was eliminated from the Royal Rumble he was eliminated from the gauntlet match early and he was eliminated from the chamber. So he had three chances. Well, I know the gauntlet doesn't count. He had two straight-up chances to be in a title shot. He lost both of them. And he walks over to SmackDown and says, can I get a title shot? Yes, you can be in this number one contendership match. And don't get me wrong, like he has great chemistry with AJ, so... Anytime you watch them two wrestle, it's, it's brilliant. But please help. Someone needs to help us understand this from a, from a storyline aspect. How on earth he can just get a title shot just like that? See, when just he actually does retire, he's in kayfabe. He's going to be wandering about, like asking guys, uh, do, you want to, "Do you want to wrestle me? I'll give you money if you wrestle me. Can I bury you in a promo, please? I'll give you money." I just genuinely don't know what to make about it. I mean. Just fucking put a title on Rusev. Raw is leaps and bounds ahead of SmackDown, and then they just confuse things even more. And you know, you know, genuinely, what would help SmackDown, right? If they put Rusev in a title picture. Do you know something? You know that I'm not a big fan of Rusev, and I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose friends right now. I can't go this Rusev Day stuff. There, I said it. Right. I know, but I would rather have him involved in this six-pack challenge than John Cena. The Rusev Day thing—it's just a case of—it's—it's it's just, it's just fun. It's just—it's Rusev Day. Like just, just go enjoy yourself, have a good day. How? You never saw his US title run, did you? You didn't. You never saw it. Listen. That was that's that that guy rolled into WrestleMania on a fucking tank, like the greatest entrance ever. Like I just want that guy back. He's been buried ever since. <sighs> he's, he's just so good. No, that won't. That's not how WWE would let me think. They don't tell me he's so good. They tell me he's an embarrassment. Uh, Smackdown's a fucking shambles at the moment but you know one good thing on Smackdown the Usos the Usos <laughs> oh snap see when all those messages were going in the in the uh, Facebook group I actually hadn't even had an opportunity to watch Smackdown I, I know it happened so I was I put it on and I tweeted it because Rich tweeted something out Rich um, tweeted out like just how great they are and how much 
he's they love that tag team. He keeps saying in the Facebook group, like put them in the good, put them in the Hall of Fame right now. And they've had a Hall of Fame type career, so you can put them in right now. And all they're going to do now is just add to that legacy. But, um, that promo they cut was spectacular because at one point they were they were like, right, we're going to talk you through all, all the WrestleManias, and it just started Mania twenty eight, Mania twenty nine, thirty, and it was um, I think it was Jimmy that was saying it. Or one of them was saying it, and another one goes sideline, thirty one sideline, thirty two sideline, and it was like when they were saying that, like I was so pumped up. Um, promo was excellent. Big E came back with an absolute unbelievable promo, very different from what you see of the new day. How they're all joking and laughing, having a good time. Big E was really pumped up himself and really getting their faces. The and Usos bring out the best know, version of the new day by far. Mm-hmm. And I know at the time we say is that damn we would just give us something new and fresh in terms of the tag teams because this just only took place a few months ago this feud just after watching that promo has got me really pumped up for this match you know um, at Fastlane and I think I kind of have a feeling that it's either going to end in some sort of dodgy way where it's going to be a no like a DQ finish or the I, I think the Bludgeon Brothers could get involved and I think at WrestleMania you're probably going to get a triple threat between the three of them possibly but the Usos are just unbelievable they are top notch I'm still a wee bit iffed that it's going to be the Usos versus New Day again but it did work and that promo was fire it's been a week of promos and a half so it has both promos were were excellent both were really really good I just I really like I said I just loved that Usos promo Um, and then like I said when Big E came back and countered it it just it just took my excitement levels up a little bit because I see this to you before I wanted to see something new but it just sort of oh I just need to remind myself was just how good those matches were and I'll be invested in it again but just watching that promo between the two of them has got me really excited for the match next week. Is it, it is next week, Fastlane, isn't it? Next Sunday? Next, next Sunday. A week, a week this Sunday. We're at that point where the pay-per-views are coming thick and fast again. Um, not for long, there won't be. Not for long. We'll see what happens with that. Um, so, I it was good. It's been a, a mixed bag of a week. But I think overall, it was a successful week for WWE. I watched 205 Live this morning. Really liked the match between TJP and Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander did his usual sort of high-flying, high-velocity, sort of intense action. And TJP was countering it with his locks and his scientific holds and stuff. It was actually a really good pairing and a really good combo. So I implore you all to watch that. And the other sort of... Clash of Styles was between Roderick Strong and Kalisto. Obviously, Roderick Strong's all about just power and just high-impact moves versus Kalisto, who's flying about the place. He did a crazy thing. Roderick Strong was about to do a... So it's just like a scoop slam off the top rope. And Kalisto countered it with like an arm drag flip-over thing. It was mental. Really good couple of matches again. I think they were actually better than some of the ones that we've seen so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the general again of with it, this snow carry on. I've not been as online as much as I would have wanted to be today, but the 
I'm sure the general consensus will be that is another excellent episode of 205 Live. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about tonight? Um, and it's quite short so far, but... Um, I don't think so. No. Um, <laughs> I think we've touched on the things we wanted to speak about. I don't think there's anything else. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think we missed anything out, to be honest. Ah, that's fine. We'll just get tore into the quiz then. Why not? Why not? It's fucking quiz time! With Ricky and Clive and friends! A fucking WWE quiz! Right, so the quiz this week, due to basically there being quite a few decent promos, I have decided to go with a promo quiz. Okay. Right, so basically I've got six questions here, and it's a who said this, and it just so happens that all of them have been directed towards Cena. (laughs) So it was an accident at first, but I thought, do you know what, I'll just keep it themed. So it's basically, these are the start of promos that are quite well known uh, and you've got to guess who said it to John Cena so are you okay. ready? Yep Number one you might know a few of these so it's more of a bit of a fun than a sort of brain hurter effort John Cena while you lay there hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be <laughs> <laughs> I want you to listen to me feel free to chime in whenever you're ready No no keep going I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE Championship I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Have you got that entire promo written down or just to start? Just that bit. Uh, I was going to tell you, I was just going to let you read the entire promo. (laughs) That was from the best in the world. Jericho? (laughs) Don't be daft. Oh, don't you be daft with comments like that. CM Punk. Correct. The moment he returns, you will never hear a pop like that in your life. Okay. He will not return. Oh, he might return in uh, that all-in event in September, right enough, but Uh, still. um, Number two. I would introduce myself, but you already know exactly who I am. Kevin Owens. (laughs) Don't you? Oh, what a night that was. Uh, that was just him stomping on the US title that was just magical number three right so I'm putting in a beep because he says his own name during this right mm-hmm. I'll be beep you have fun being the guy who plays John Cena on TV sorry say that again I'll be beep mm-hmm. and you have fun being the guy who plays John Cena on TV that sort of sounds like Miz, to be honest. Is that your final answer? No. I remember this promo so well now because you loved it. Mm. And you used to go on about how I used to always say the only person I think it can stand with seen on the mic is Heyman. And we said Miz as well, suppose, but you mentioned this person all the time. The lunatic fringe. Dean Ambrose, yep. During the triple threat, carry on with him and AJ and Cena. Mm-hmm. Oh, see when Dean's in the mood, which he always is, but see when he's fired up. Oh, what a guy. 
number four. There's something I want to tell you. I want to tell the boys and the girls in the back and all of y'all. <laughs> See, I said y'all. <laughs> I respect everybody that loves this business because I know how difficult it is. Skip a few sentences. I figured if y'all forget me, you'd at least remember this quote. That's a big one there at the end. If you all forgot me, you will at least remember this quote. Um, at first I thought it was going to be Roman, but... Eh. I actually watched this recently, and like I watched it tonight, and I was sitting here with goosebumps at just how immense it was. It was promo of this guy's career. Damn. Um, Anything at all? Any guesses? You'll kick yourself, I think. I will, because it sounds very, very familiar, and I just... Uh, say that last line for me again. Where is it? If, I figured if you'll forget me, you'd at least remember this quote. Come on, Ricky. Um. <laughs> Will I give you another clue? Yeah. Me young. That could go either way. It could go Bobby. It could go Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Correct. Well done. Was that in his retirement speech? It was. I. That's. Oh, that retirement speech was excellent. <laughs> and then he had Cena with a. The world's strongest slam, and he's screaming. I'm, I'm not, I'm not finished. I got a lot left, a lot uh, left in me. I've Meanwhile, he's sweating through his suit. Aye. Oh, the Hall of Pain run. That, I think you missed that as well. That blazer was actually deep purple before he started that promo. <laughs> that Hall of Pain run was also excellent. Aye, that promo. I just watched it earlier, wow. and it was phenomenal. It was crying. It was. Oh, crying was buckets. Awesome. He was either crying buckets or he was just sweating out of his eyes. He was sweating that much. <laughs> right. Will you tell me what is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you could walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? That again sounds like a miss. Hmm. Will I give you a clue? Could, if you want. It was very early in John Cena's career. Cut. Cut. Yeah. Cut. Because that's when John Cena said ruthless aggression and slapped Cut mm. in the face. Last one. Who said this? Everybody who knows this place knows that once you wrestle John Cena and lose, it's time to get out your shovels because guys like you bury guys like me. Oh fucking hell! Who said that? It wasn't punk. Was it Barrett? Nope. Guys like you, very guys like I know that line. Fairly recent oh. as well. <sighs> Fuck. Guys like you, very guys like I can't remember, but I know that line. Well, I just tell you. Mm-hmm. It was. Alan Jones Styles. So it was. So it was. You got five out of six, is that right? 
Yeah. Well done. Did you enjoy that wee trip down memory lane there? I did. You want to, you want to hear my fourth question quiz I've got for you? <laughs> I go for it, eh? <laughs> right. The Usos have won how many tag team titles? Oh. Four? Five. I was close. Who did they beat to win their first ever tag title? What year titles. was it? Tell me what year it was. Uh, 2014. 2014? At a Raw match. Was it... Two possibilities. Was it the Shield? Who was the other possibility? The guy who's single-handedly killing SmackDown week by week. What's your pick? I'm going to go for Brian James and Billy Gunn. Correct. Was it fantastic? Because <laughs> I think they lost to the Shield like twice or something before that. How many titles has Roman won on the main roster? Oh, Jesus. Right, okay. I'm going to count out loud, okay? Okay. Right, so, US title once. US title once. World title three times. Mm-hmm. Tag titles once. And intercontinental title once, so... I didn't actually count my fingers there when I was naming them. And, and based on the beginning of this podcast, numbers is not your strong point at the moment. No. Or counting. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Correct. Thanks. How many titles has Vince won? Two. Which are? The World and the EC Dub. Correct. Excellent. That was it. That was my question for you. That I got for, I was only four questions into it. That's all right. It fleshed out the show a wee bit. That extra couple of minutes. Uh, that extra minute and a half or something. <laughs> um, but we have come to a natural end to the show. It's it's plug time. Will you, do you want a show or will I do it? Well, you do it. That's fine. That's your baby. You can you can practice for next week then, right? You can practice in front of the mirror. Did you get anything to say to that at all, no? No, I'm just waiting for you to do your plugs. Please, ladies and gentlemen, rate and review the Social Suplex Podcast Network on iTunes. Uh, it's not even called iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes Radio, Podbean, first and foremost, that's where the show is hosted. Um, on the network, you have the likes of One Nation Radio with Rich and James. They also do One Nation Live on a Sunday. You have Keeping It Strong Style with Josh and Jeremy, the New Japan Show, and the SMC Wrestling Podcast with Rance, Caleb and Carl. You can find all the information of their Twitter accounts on the show notes. Please go to the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group for the talking, the talking socials aspect of it all. Lots of good banter in there. Uh, and also head over to socialsuplex.com where you can... First of all, read lots of columns from lots of different people and also subscribe to columns and email uh, podcasts, the thing that I'm doing just now. Have I missed anything, Ricky? Can you tell me? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, I hope I haven't. I'm getting better at it, I think, the whole plug-in thing. Yep. Um, 
Just a shout out to Barry and John Ross. Hopefully, get them back on soon. And a shout out to everyone on the Social Suplex Network. And folks, he's not going to do it himself, so I'm going to do it for him. Please continue reading and enjoy my colleagues and friends, actually, uh, Clive's columns. And Rich Laugh puts up several good columns as well, so I advise you to read those as well. And that is my shout out. The newest addition to the team, Jordan Fox, has put up a, a new Japan yep, call. I read that. I read it's his. It's, it was it was a good read. It was. It's like he's taking you because he's just sort of become aware. I don't so much become aware. He just started watching New Japan, so he's basically taking a journey through, like almost a weekly or a monthly basis, of his progress and how he's enjoying it and what his thoughts are and stuff like that. It's, it, his first one was very, very good. I really enjoyed it. Good stuff. Keep it coming, guys. And I'm running out of things to say. I'm getting all stumbly here. So better stop before it gets even worse then, shall we? Yep. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And we'll speak to you next, next week for our fast lane and preview and predictions. So speak to you next week. Night night. Take take care guys. <laughs>